and welcome to a very special episode of Board Game Blitz, a podcast that you can listen to in less time than it takes to walk through the vendor hall at a large board game convention. This week, we're throwing our usual format out the window and having a discussion about Gen Cant with our special guest, Suzanne Sheldon. And now, here are your hosts, Amby, Cassidy, and me, Crystal. So, hi, Suzanne. Thank you for and thank you for joining us, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. So, for those of you who do not know who Suzanne is, Suzanne, do you want to kind of introduce yourself a little bit and uh, explain? I know you do a lot of uh, things with board game media, so but maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about where your circles run. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Suzanne Sheldon, and. Uh, a lot of people tend to know me from, I do content for the Dice Tower, which is one of the, you know, bigger uh, board game media outlets. And so I contribute segments to their YouTube shows, uh, Board Game Breakfast and Board Game Blender. Um, on Board Game Breakfast, it's their weekly show. And I um, talk about Kickstarter games every week. I look at crowdfunding and Indiegogo and Kickstarter and talk about, I try to highlight projects that I think are interesting and compelling for people. And then I also do a uh, segment on board game apps on um, iOS and Android devices as well there. And then um, sometimes people occasionally know me from Twitter, which is a social media channel I'm very, very active in. Uh, (laughs) I kind of always apologize to people who follow me. Sometimes I'll say, like, I follow you on Twitter, and I'll say, oh, I'm really sorry, because <laughs> I tend to to, to t- tweet a lot there. But um, that's where people tend to find me. That's awesome. So our episode today is about Gin Cant, which all of us are familiar with, but some of our listeners might not know. Obviously, I think most of our listeners have heard of Gen Con. It's the largest gaming convention in North America, uh, and it actually starts today as of the date of the release of this recording, uh, which August 4th. So since Gen Con starts today, that means Gen Cant officially starts today as well. And we're very excited to be participants in Gen Cant since we are not at Gen Con. (laughs) And Gen Cant is so happy to have you. (laughs) So Suzanne, when did Gen Cant begin and why? (laughs) Well, this is going to be Gen Cant's third year and we're... I'm. it's kind of weird to even say that uh, because three years ago when Jen Cant started, it really did begin on Twitter with uh, people just like the four of us on this podcast kind of bemoaning not being at Gen Con, right? Because if you're on social media in the board gaming world at all, all of a sudden Gen Con starts and all you see are photos of the hall and people talking about all the games they get to play and publishers making announcements. And it's very exciting and it's very um, it, it's a little bittersweet for people who aren't there. And online, we just started talking about that. And somebody jokingly said we should have Jen can't for people who can't go. And, um, it just happens to be, I guess, within my skill set to randomly jump on things and run with them. And so I was like, let's do it. And a couple of publishers caught wind of it and jumped in and said, Hey, if you do something, we'll donate some prizes. And, in pretty quick order, uh, it just, it kind of took off very organically, and the community really rallied around it. I think it was just something that connected. You know, I think most of the board gaming community felt like a little bit of that, oh, I wish I could be there. Oh, wait, we could do something fun instead and kind of make fun of it? Let's let's do that. 
And uh, so that's really how it started um, three years ago. And we've, we've tried, we're trying to grow it and make it into something a little more organized. But that first year was incredible, energetic, and chaotic. That's awesome. Suzanne, how do you feel uh, Gen Cant has changed since inception? I love this question so much because I feel like in some ways it's changed a lot and I feel like in other ways it hasn't changed at all. But I think the changes are, at least to me, they're important. And since I'm the one organizing it, I guess they matter. Um, (laughs) Gen Cant has always been, and I feel like it should always be, about the board gaming community and it really should be community-based and really focused around um, the people the hobbyists in board gaming. But I do feel perhaps a subtle evolution of it is the first year Jen Kant started, it was very much um, sardonic in nature. It was very much like, oh, you know, um, kind of making fun of, of the experience. And I love that humor and I don't want to lose that. And that's definitely like, I still want to see tons of pictures of people talking about like, here's the line for coffee at Jen Cant and showing a picture of their coffee pot. Like I love that stuff so much. It cracks me up every time. Um, in fact, the first year we had like this photo contest and somebody tweeted a photo of um, the line to get into one of the big exhibits at Jen Cant. And, and they had lined up like little Lego minifigs to like a little doorway. It was so cute. And I never want to lose that. But um I've definitely tried to gear or subtly shift the language that we use much more around maybe a more positive bent, a more positive spin, and more of a celebration of gaming in that time period as opposed to being totally focused around kind of bemoaning not being at the big event. Um, Just because I like to be positive mostly, and I think that it's a healthier approach. Can I think it still also leaves room for all the humor and um, sarcasm that the board gaming community inherently has. Absolutely. And then um, it's growing. Like, you know, I think the first year it was what we could throw together. It literally started in the middle of Gen Con. So the fact we managed to pull anything together <laughs> in that first year was wild. Um <laughs> Last year, we had a little more time to organize, and I, I, I mean, we literally gave away, like, I think close to 200 prizes. It was phenomenal. Um, and then this year, uh, we're expanding our base. We have publishers or companies like Meeple Source or uh, Jigamic um, working more closely with us to sponsor specific, like, little contests and giveaways, which I think is a nice evolution. And then for next year, I'm actually already working with publishers to talk about things like um, retail support and also um, Gen Cant promos. So, Oh, wow. That's wow. really cool. That's I'm crazy. kind of excited. <laughs> and I got to say, the the publishers get it. They totally get it. And the support... Jen Cant gets from them just behind the scenes when you say, hey, it's Jen Cant time again. I know you guys are slammed with Gen Con, but immediately the response is, what do you need? What do you want to do? How can we help? Um, Because they understand. I mean, keep in mind, publishers, designers, they're all gamers too. And the vast majority of them had that experience of not being able to go to Gen Con at some point. And so they're pretty (laughs) empathetic. Yeah, I mean, Gen Con might be 60,000 people strong, but there's a whole lot more gamers that aren't going. So I imagine that's a great opportunity for publishers to be able to reach an even wider base of people. Absolutely. I think it gives them a, a channel, a way to kind of um, 
have to be more inclusive of the broader gaming group than just focused on marketing Gen Con itself. So I think it's it's mutually beneficial for sure. Last year, I definitely submitted a picture of all the pop vinyls um, that like surrounded my cubicle at work and said, you know, oh man, the crowds at Gen Con are crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 that sounds really familiar to me. I love like that's and that is totally what it's about. It's like the good humor and the it's so awesome. I love that. Ooh, that's it, I, we should partner with Pop, man. Those Pop vinyls are awesome. I love them. <laughs> wow, you actually there are characters from board games that would probably make really good Pop vinyls and the people who are buying board games are the people who are buying pop vinyls. That's the crossover between those two circles has to be like pretty deep, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I need a Kalis King pop vinyl so much in my life. That would be. <laughs> I want I want a little chubby sheriff of Nottingham. Like, oh, that would be so good. <laughs> oh man, we gotta we gotta. Who knows somebody at Funko? We gotta we gotta make some calls. We, we're we gotta gonna, make this happen. What, we're gonna start a tweet campaign. As there we go. <laughs> Social media power. Yeah. <laughs> so especially with the growth of Gen Can, it's obvious that organizing it is a lot of work. So how has the community helped you with it? And why do you take on such a large task every year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I actually, uh, I actually take Gen Con off of work now as vacation from my real job. <laughs> So that I can do everything for Jen can't. It's kind of funny how it's, it, it actually takes a fair amount of time. Uh, well, just like I said earlier, that Jen can't has always been and will always be about community. The great thing is the community really rallies around it and is so supportive. Um, this year, uh, so for example, Tiffany Ralph, who is the one tar, she has a YouTube channel and she's very active in social media and she's just kind of an awesome person in general. Um, she helped us revamp our website this year uh, to, to bring it current for 2016. Um, there's a woman on Twitter named her Twitter handle Solar Power Spork. She, uh, Adrian, um, she's helping behind the scenes working with retailers and doing some of our graphic design. I mean, really just people come out of the woodwork and volunteer to help. And what's so great about the board gaming community, just like um, before we started recording, we were kind of sharing our work histories and what we all do for jobs in real life. And the board gaming community just has such a diverse set of people in it that people pop out of the woodwork with like, hey, this is something I actually know how to do. How can I use it to help you? And um, it, it it's a real boon. And it's also just, it's so gratifying that people want to help in that way. To be honest, I struggle with coordinating everybody. I have more people raising their hands than I have like mental bandwidth to actually come <laughs> up with functional, helpful tasks for them to do. So that's actually on my kind of to-do list for, for next year and moving forward is like being a better organizer um, because I want to take advantage of everybody who wants to help. Um, and, you know, why do I do it? Because... I love board gaming and because I love board gamers and, uh, and because the response I get is really positive. I mean, now since I've kind of become known within very small circles as like the organizer of this event, it's kind of funny how throughout the year now I have dozens of people pinging me about other conventions that they want to do 
<laughs> virtual, you know, mock versions of. And I'm like, no, 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 I can only do one. It's too much. Um, but I do take that as a compliment in that, to me, that means Jen Cant resonates with them. It's something positive in their life that they enjoy and they just want more of it. So I take that as a compliment and I take that as like positive feedback that I find um, very stimulating to kind of keep the effort going, if that makes sense. It really right. does. I mean, it just not to toot your horn too much, but like when I started. Oh, you can more- toot my horn, Crystal. <laughs> When you when I started getting more active in uh, like the online board game community and started watching reviews on the Dice Tower and other YouTube channels and other podcasts, like I've seen you pop up in a whole bunch of different places, and you are always doing such a good job of advocating for the community as a whole, and you really do add a lot of positivity to the community, and I think that for whatever reason, some haters don't like that, which is ridiculous. And eventually the positive is going to outweigh all the haters and they're all going to be gone, but it's, it'll take some time, but I think we're definitely, the community's moving in a good direction. It's just, it's slow progress at times. (laughs) It feels that way sometimes, but I would say that podcasts like board game blitz are part of that positive movement. And, and, um, and I think Jen can't is part of that positivity as well. Um, being inclusive, being thoughtful, having fun. Um, that's that's what we all want, right? I, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely want to give a shout out to a recent episode of the Ludology pod- podcast that you were on, um, the talking about um, women in gaming, uh, you and Jeff and Engelstein's daughter, who now, of course, I'm forgetting her first Sydney. name. Sydney were absolutely spectacular on that. So to our listeners, if you are interested in learning or hearing a little bit more about um, inclusiveness in gaming, uh, look up the Ludology podcast and look up that episode. It wasn't that long ago, and it is a really good listen. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, To be honest, I get what's kind of funny because um, every once in a while in board gaming media, there will be an, an quote unquote incident. Um, and for all those listeners at home, I just made air quotes with my fingers. So, you know, it's important that you recognize that. Um, and around representation or diversity or inclusion in gaming. And as a non-white woman who's a board gamer and who's producing content, which isn't super common in our hobby, um, I often get asked immediately after these quote-unquote incidents, I did air quotes again, um, <laughs> to, you know, come on podcasts and talk about that. And I, I've declined dozens of invites to do that mostly because I felt like just to be honest I felt uncomfortable with it in many ways because I tend to find that when we have conversations like that it can make the people talking about it targets but uh on Ludology Mike uh, Fitzgerald Jeff Engelstein and Sydney Engelstein are all people I know fairly well and they are phenomenal fabulous people and they made a totally safe space a totally fun space and a very welcoming and open discussion space and so I I, I hope people listen to it and I hope that they take something away from it and I hope I hope women and people of color out there that are gamers also understand that I wasn't trying to represent us as a monolith you know, and I wasn't speaking as like all women in gaming are the same because that is not my message. Um, so hopefully I didn't kind of put off anybody with that either. So I hope people listen and and, uh, and I welcome feedback on it, too. It was I thought it was a spectacular episode. So I'm using my own platform to try and make sure other people listen to it as well, because I think it's I a valuable that. conversation that you guys had. 
Thank you so much. Appreciate that. And, and hey, GenCant is inclusive. In fact, one of the things for GenCant that I really want to do is um, increase local store events over time. Um, and so we have a little page on our website where um, retailers or just everyday gamers that happen to have an open meetup for GenCant can send that event information to me. And I'll totally post it on the website so other gamers can find local events during the, the time. Um, and I hope to see more of that. And I'll... I'm, I've got some plans on how to like foster that moving forward. But um, one of my requirements for an event to be listed um, as an, as a Gen Cant event is that it's open to the public. It's free, right? Cause I want it to be accessible. So it's open to the public free and that there are policies in place to um, that support safe gaming spaces for everyone. And um, thankfully the response to that has been super positive. So just like board game blitz is trying to make a positive impact. So is Gen Cant. That's awesome. And that's, kind of why we wanted to do this episode in the first place is to, you know, highlight something so, so good in our community. <laughs> well, woohoo! I'm excited. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much work left to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, to our listeners, we are recording this podcast on July 24th. So uh, I, Suzanne, I imagine you're kind of heading into high velocity mode as far as prep is concerned. But luckily, all of, it all went wonderfully and everything was perfectly organized <laughs> and smooth as butter as of the, t- the date of this release. And it's all wonderful now. <laughs> exactly. The, the Dead Can't Kickoff has just been spectacular. The fireworks and the bands and the... Yeah, the dancing the, bear was so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, could you believe Justin Bieber totally did that cameo? It's amazing. <laughs> I really have no idea why Justin Bieber was the name that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> so embarrassed. I'm trying to think um, what's the the, guy, the actor from Lost who was on Dice Tower? I know he plays a lot of modern board games. Oh, Jorge Garcia? Yeah, that's, that, I feel like Jorge Garcia would definitely pull up and make a cameo. Like, he would be there we, for sure. I think that's that's Gen Cant 2017. That'll have to go on my, my to-do list to try to convince <laughs> Jorge to, to help us out. I mean, I know I know Tom has talked to him, so just you you use your connection with Tom and have Tom talk to him. <laughs> and honestly, I bet he would do it. He'd You could have him do a little commercial for Gen Cant. <laughs> so what are your hopes for the future of Gen Cant? Well, I have my own hopes, but, you know, I actually... Uh, would really love to hear other people's hopes too. So I'd be interested in hearing your, you ladies, and what what you kind of think about it. Um, before I can, I can, I want to see if you have my ideas or not. Because, um, so sorry to turn that back around on you, but um, <laughs> again, you know, Jen can't being more community based. It's not my thing. I just happen to be the person that's willing to put in the time to organize it. Um, so, you know, since all three of you are participants this year. Um, what would you like to see more of or less of moving forward? So I think like you were saying with um, getting local game stores participating and stuff, I would like to see more of that. And it would be like a more kind of like tabletop day where like everyone can have an event at their local game store and just play games. Yeah, that's huge. Retail inclusion and like local events is huge on my list. I love that. So my uh, local gaming group is actually having our regular Sunday meetup this Sunday of Gen Con. So I'm really trying to find some fun ways to turn that into an interesting Gen Cant uh, meetup rather than our regular Sunday stuff. I want to do something fun. That's so cool. I mean, and hopefully, I don't, you know, in Ohio, I've, I, um, 
I was in Ohio recently, and there were a couple of little game stores there that were really, seemed really nice and open and, or like, I don't know, cafes or pie shops or something like that. Because when we were talking earlier, Cassidy, I was like, well, where do you live in Ohio? Because I was in Cincinnati, and they have a pie shop called Opio there, and it makes <laughs> amazing pie. But I think Columbus is pretty far from that, so. It's about two hours. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I would drive two hours for this pie. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think uh, the promos that you were talking about possibly having in the future, like I it's I'm not I'm not huge into the acquisition disorder, but I do like and I don't like need all the promos for games, but it's fun to have exclusive stuff like anytime um, they do tabletop day. I like the special promos that they do through that. And so having something that's Gen Cant related, um, I think that would be really cool. And I think that's neat because Gen Cant feels like almost a little more exclusive in a way than tabletop day, but that's not right. Cause I know it's inclusive of everybody, <laughs> but like <laughs> tabletop day has kind of gotten like really huge, like faster than I expected it would. So maybe, maybe G- the Gen Cant promos would almost feel a little bit more special uh, in the f- in future years, I don't know, and that's it's. I think it's really good that game stores and individual people can host their own gin cant events, but maybe more not specifically dictated, but like loose uh, support as to like activities or things that you could do at a gin cant event um, because. Mm-hmm. While we all love to game and we're going to do that anyway, making the day a little bit more special or having something special going on to to differentiate it from a normal game day, I think would be really cool. Well, that sounds good to me, Crystal. So why don't you talk to me later about what we can do for that? I think um, we should definitely have a talk. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and I welcome that. Um I think all three of you brought up really great points. I think local event support is huge on my want list. This year, we tried to pull together some organize. We actually were trying to work with some publishers to see if we could get like coordinated board game tournaments for local stores and stuff like that put together. It's actually um, fairly complex to do that, and it just was beyond my capabilities at the time. But I think that's something that we still want to look at for next year and moving forward. Um, I definitely I reached out a little bit to try to get some. Um, tournament like online game tournaments with like tabletopia or board game arena or these online sites or star realms things that people could play uh even though they're not you know co-located geographically that they could still participate in kind of a an organized event to what you were saying crystal um but one of my skill sets is not game tournament organization i have no idea how to pull those together let alone <laughs> pull them together globally on, you know, digital sites and things like that. So if anybody has that skill set, I'd love to hear from them. Um, but things like that, I think, would, would kind of start to get to what you're talking about, Crystal, as far as um, making it unique or something just a little bit bigger than, like, a game day. Something more Gen Cant than just, you know, Sunday games. Um, but local support where people can actually get around the table and celebrate together and play games together and have fun, that's absolutely um huge on my list for sure so um i'm looking forward to that and if certainly if there's anybody listening that wants to um that has an event coming up in the next day or two that they want to you know it's open to the public that they didn't get up on the website they should still email me suzanne at jencant.com and i will happily expedite that to get it on the website and tweet it out so people can um, maybe get a few more bodies there 
That's awesome. Yeah, we definitely don't need an excuse to have another game day, but it's always nice to. <laughs> I love that. So we've been talking about what Gincant is and what it's all about and what it will be possibly in the future. But how do our listeners participate, Suzanne? What if someone listening to this had no idea what Gincant was before this episode? What, where should they go to get more information and to find a place to participate in Gincant near them? Well, this year we're partnering with the DMV so they can take their verbal test at any of their local <laughs> DMV locations. And then the written version is multiple choice. No. Gencant um, is all about um, ease of access, so to speak. So honestly, if you're not going to Gen Con, in fact, we're kind of we're kind of forceful about it when you think about it, because my attitude is if you're not at Gen Con, you're already at Gen Cant, whether you want to be or not. Hmm. <laughs> it's kind of austere, actually, now that I think about it. I gotta rethink I like that. it. <laughs> but uh, we have a website, www.gencant.com, and we just we update it with information. But basically, do as much or as little as you want. Gen Cant's about playing games and talking about games during Gen Con. Uh, we do, we're going to have little things on our website, uh, like you can download your own badge, and print out your own Gen Cant badge so that you feel very official. We actually, this year, thanks to Analog Gamer, which is um, a manufacturer, they make really great board game related t-shirts. They uh, partnered with us to come up with a Gen Cant t-shirt. Unfortunately, it's too late to order it to have it for the event. But if you want to during Gen Con, it's still going to be available for order from their website, AnalogGamer.com. And it's kind of cool little Gen Cant 2016 um souvenir so to speak uh and then honestly the one of the most fun things that we have organized right now if you don't have a local event is we do kind of play silly fun games online together uh whether uh primarily through twitter but also on we we do it on boardgamegeek.com as well so people who aren't on twitter um have an outlet for that and in years past we've played concept and mysterium together which has been super fun uh as i mentioned earlier this year we've got three games sponsored by jigamic um difference gloobs and uh panic lab which panic lab oh my gosh it's burns my brain it's such an incredible puzzle game uh and then we also have a few other surprises like uh maybe some fake artist goes to New York or something like that, that we'll all be playing together. So people should check out our BGG guild or um, Twitter and pay attention to that as well, because that's, that's always super fun. And then they should definitely pay attention to our website because one of the biggest things about Gen Cant is we give away games and who doesn't love trying to win games. Uh, and so we'll post details about our Gen Cant 2016 raffle on our website. And we try to make it as easy as possible for people to enter. Um, and we've got things like a signed copy of the new Bloodborne card game from Coleman Air Not, uh, a copy of the new Cry Havoc from Portal Games, which wow, it's so good. <laughs> people I've, have I've been going it. nuts about that one. I played it at um, Dice Tower Con. It, it's so good. I love it so much. We have Tides of Madness before all. We have just, I mean, honestly, if you go to our website, there's a prizes tab. It's growing every day. I can barely keep up with updating it with all the donations that are coming in. So if people want to get excited about that, they should take a, check it out there. 
Awesome. And we will post links to both the Twitter account and the website in the in our show notes for the for this episode. So people can get to it pretty easily. Awesome. And that's it for this week's episode of Board Game Blitz. Another big thank you to Suzanne Sheldon for joining us on this episode. Don't forget, our contest to win a copy of Codenames Pictures is still running. For all the details on how to enter, listen to episode 5. Visit our website, BoardGameBlitz.com, to get links to all our social media pages, including our Facebook, Twitter, and Board Game Geek Guild. Have suggestions for the show? Shoot us an email at BoardGameBlitz at gmail.com. Until next time, if I blitz, I sits. Bye, everybody! Bye.